Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Looks Like We Made It. I'm Chris Howell and I'm joined by my daughter, Izzy, uh, to talk all things video marketing. We are the father and daughter who run the fabulous video production company, Howell Film. And each week we will be discussing everything like what happens behind the scenes on our projects, getting results from your video content, how to start using video in your business, and pretty much loads more to come. We will be joined by some wonderful special guests, including our own awesome clients from all kinds of industries, as well as our own film crew, and even our own family to candidly converse about creativity. So in this episode, we are answering the question, how easy is it to start editing? Oh my goodness, I am put my teeth in. On this episode, we are answering the question, how easy is it to start editing videos? And to help us answer this question, we are joined by video editor extraordinaire, head of production at Howell Film, it's Izzy Howell. Woohoo! So how easy is it? Wow. <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> well, it's, it's uh, when you get it, it, it's a bit like riding a bike. You, you just keep going with it. So it's, it's, it's quite easy, but only if you really know what you're doing. If that makes sense. It's a bit like anything in that respect. Okay. So I've shot some video. Okay. Um, and I've been super clever and I've shot it on two things like a phone and a cheap, you know, DSLR or whatever. I've shot it on two phones. What do I do with it? How do I do it? How do I do it? How do you do it? Well, it really depends, to be honest. I mean, do you have... Are you literally starting with nothing but just the footage? Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I suppose just for our listeners, just for our listeners, um, you know, the question is how easy is it? Um, I suppose the, we've got to establish: is it easy? Is it not easy? And what do you need? What tools do you need? What basic? What's, what are the basics yeah. of the? What are the principles? Well, I think if I was starting out and I didn't really have much at my disposal in terms of technology and software and all these extra things, a bit like in episode two where Andy was talking about using cameras and stuff, it's Wow. Let the sandwich man do his thing. That's a great that's a great ringtone. Do sandwich mans have ringtones? That's a, for a later episode. <laughs> um, so, so where was I? So I was saying that um so yeah, with when you when you don't have maybe all the software that I have at my disposal or you have the the um the technology or the storage in particular, which mm -hmm. is also really important, um, and you just want to sort of start editing stuff my first point would be, even if it's something that I wouldn't use to edit something, it's still useful as long as it's sort of reputable. So don't go on Google on the 15th page and download some random software. There's no point doing that. You may as well start out by using stuff like iMovie um, or even using apps on your phone as well can be really useful to do that. I mean, since the emergence of Instagram Reels and TikTok and stuff, there's been a need for people to edit clips of footage together for their social media in a very kind of homemade way. Uh, but, you know, there's so many apps now that have been released that allow you to chop footage together or cut it together and use dragging tools and clipping tools, very basic tools that have a big effect on the video that you're creating. And if it's something as simple as showing, I don't know, a day, a day trip out on holiday or something, and you've got a series of clips of different moments and smiles and waves and stuff like that. 
something that can easily just sort of piece that together and trim the fat off each end. So by the trim the fat, I mean essentially remove the bits. Remove the, boor- remove remove the, the boring bits. stuff. Yeah, the, the stuff that is irrelevant to what it is you want to show. So it is easy. It is easy when you've got stuff at your disposal that allows you to do it in a simple way. But it's also, I mean, I taught myself how to edit and I did that when I was 17 the more time you sort of spend learning these things going on youtube looking at how you can you know do more basic stuff and cutting and sticking it's really just a bit of a jigsaw puzzle to be honest so once you've established once you once you watch the nine-year-old in philadelphia that teaches you how to do real complex stuff then you know then you know how to do it so um can you explain to um our audience okay what a timeline is and the, the the idea of seeing time in a li- in a line. <laughs> Make me sound like Stephen Hawking. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. It's it's not as yeah. It's so essentially there are um, on any kind of editing software, whether it's something like iMovie, Premiere Pro, which is what I use, and DaVinci Resolve, whatever it may be. Um, all of them have something called a timeline, which is pretty much your canvas that you work to. So all of your clips that you drag in, all of your footage and music and audio, all goes into this one timeline essentially, which is just, it's a, a line that has a line the that time on it. Time. But, but, you, but you can drag your clips onto that and it gives you an awareness of how long your film is, how long it's how long the music goes on for how long things happen for um and normally when i edit i'll be making stuff and going along and then i'll look up and realize oh my gosh it's 20 minutes long and you've got to cut it back down again so it gives you an awareness of how long your film is which obviously has a massive impact on what your message is what your audience is you don't want a 15 minute film for no reason you want maybe a three minute film or a five minute film um but your timeline is a space a bit like the canvas that a painter works that that you build your film so um it's an odd skill that you pick up as an editor to be able to almost to be able to see what things sound like to listen with your eyes to do all sorts of stuff wow. um where i don't really have to hear what i'm listening what's what what's on the, the screen or what's playing i can look at the decibels and i can look at how it sounds so you can actually look at the, so you look at the sound waveform and know what it's yeah you look at the sound. sounds i've got like decibel monitors and stuff like that that you essentially you can see things coming together but you can use your visual senses and your listening senses in very different ways so that's something that you pick up okay well. so as a okay so a line of time so so it's z- so zero, zero zero seconds zero, zero, to zero, zero, whatever zero. however long your film is going to be okay here's a question for you <laughs> how do you know what to edit out what to what oh, to what to edit out and what to keep in how do you know that see i have a trick that i well, don't give away all the tricks <laughs> so when i first started out editing I had to really kind of learn what my own process was. So my process, because I'm not classically trained, I taught myself when I was about 17, but then I built those skills through experience and through trying how things work. Um, By learning how these tools work and learning what my own style was, which is that I quite like to edit to music in particular. So my process is that I listen to music first and normally when I hear that music that just works perfectly for the video or what we can expect it all just kind of comes together in my head and i can visualize it to that music so i'll have the music and that'll act as a little bit of a foundation to what it is that i want to create so really to the music i know how long it's going to be 
Um, I know maybe where there's crescendos and slower bits. So when the music picks up, I know I can be quite quick with how I'm using my footage. Um, but essentially I start with that. So I have that at the beginning. And then the way that I, my, my main rule when I'm editing anything, and that's whether it's using an iPhone or it's making an Instagram reel or using Premiere Pro or anything, is to focus on the action, not the movement. So that was that is my number one message that I teach anyone. Right, um, so whether it's a filmmaker like Andy who sometimes asks me more editing related stuff, um, is always focus on the action and not the movement. So by that I mean when you're looking at a clip that you might have filmed or someone might have filmed, look at the whole length of the clip. So everything we film, remember I have to watch everything we film. So whether it's 40 hours of footage I will watch every single bit of that and you watch each clip and you think okay what part of this will add value to the message that I'm putting out so it's very common with people who make films is that the filmmaker will want these long sweeping shots where you have someone dramatically walking along a field before they get to the point they need to be so they'll film the entire thing from a to b this person walking and then say this person walking at the end has to pick up a box or something they have to pick up something at the end for me personally i'm not really massively interested in that long sweeping walking if it doesn't add anything to the story so if i'm trying to advertise this box or this object at the end of the timeline I'm only interested in showing that box Process. being picked up. So for me, I like to be very, very brutal with my tight. cuts. You're I'm very, very tight, tight with tight editing. editing. Um, is that I'm not a massive fan of having long, 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 long clips if it's not essential to the story. So when we're making films for clients, sometimes we'll, we'll end up with like, you know, a lot of footage, maybe two terabytes of footage for a two minute film, which is 2000 gigabytes for a two minute film. And then I get that all given to me and then it's my job to so condense then, so it. Just for, just for clarity, so the, 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 the film crew go off yeah. and they film, in the, they film raw footage. As raw as raw can, can be. be. And they can literally bring you 2000 gigabytes of information that yeah. you've got to distill down to make sense and get it down to a workable film yeah absolutely so i'm given i'm given a message or, or a brief in that respect or, so, or, if you work to a, or story, a storyboard or a shot list whatever it may be and um, so the client may say i want to show this process and then i want to show these people doing this and i want the result of this to be that people want to buy what they're making or something whatever it may be um so yeah the 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 filmmaker will essentially well, it feels like they're sort of like beep, beep, sort of dropping yeah. off this pile of footage, um, which is all brilliant. And the filmmaker's job is essentially to capture everything that they can that can possibly work for me. And then it's my job to go through that and build that message out of what I get. So how, so here's a question for you then. How strong do you have to be as a character? Because when you're working in a creative environment, there's lots of, there's lots of egos and lots of emotion and lots of, sort of te terribly um, artistic people you're working with. <laughs> okay. And I'm very aware that in a project, there are so many stakeholders. So you've got the client that says, I want my sweeping shot of my field. Mm -hmm. And you've got the camera operator that comes back from the shoot and they're buzzing and they love what they do. And they say, I've got the best shot you've ever seen in your life. And it's 
three minutes in, you'll love it. Yeah. And then you've got um, me saying, we've got to get this out of the door so we, <laughs> so we can invoice it. And then you've got other influencers. You've got your, your editing team saying, you know, we've got a whole lot of work. Izzy, we need to decide how we're going to approach this. How, because it, it, it sounds to me like you've got to be quite a, quite hard because... Um, You've got a lot of a lot of stakeholders all wanting different things. Absolutely, you can feel, you know, you, it's a bit like being a net in a tennis match sometimes because you've got to be able to take on both sides and acknowledge both sides, and everyone's got not their own separate goals. I mean, filmmakers, clients, we all work together to achieve the same thing, um, but that's really where you have to tread that line between making something look fantastic and cinematic and beautiful um which is incredibly stylish and it it, it, it and that works for maybe if you're i don't know doing a show reel or, or promoting maybe like a, a suit or something like these long walking shots can work if it's for a certain product but long 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 three minute shots that you know, you, do they add value to what you're selling? You've lost your audience. You've lost it. Like, they, it looks amazing if you've shot it or you you have respect for that. But a lot of people with this concept of immediate gratification, they want to see what you're doing. They want to see a message and they want to see it quite quickly. So for me, I have to navigate that. That really, I wish I could use. Like, I wish I could make every film a feature film and use loads of amazing dramatic shots because I'm inspired by those when I see them. Like things like Amy Sherman Palladino and stuff. The stuff she puts out are really designed by long, kind of very creative choreographed shots that work incredibly that I love but a lot of the time you have to work between thinking what is the message what does the brand want to achieve and I have to navigate that that sort of divide between being really really stylish and beautiful and giving the shots time to breathe and also making sure that message gets across in a nice way and have you ever told a client they can't have what they want because it just (laughs) because it just won't work oh See, I think, I think I have. I, I'm very. I, I consider myself quite a diplomatic editor. I don't, you know, I, if if someone wanted me to change a lot of things that don't necessarily do anything, there is that moment where you think oh, that's that's not going to work, and you have to respond to that in a way where you have to be. You have to basically say, I'm the professional and I know what I'm doing, but then it's it's their company, it's their video, it's what they want to achieve. So you have to tread that fine line all the time as an editor. But I think editing is the bit, is the main bit of every bit of filmmaking. The shoot can take a day or two days, and I'm not dismissing that at all, but it's the edit that takes a week, well, two a t- weeks. It can be a time black hole. Can't it's it? about, I, I reserve about eight hours per 30 seconds. Wow. So if a film is going to be, if you, so a lot of people say, ah, just make a quick 30 second film, that won't take long at all. If it's using footage shot on a professional camera or one of our cameras, um, and it's got a storyboard or it's got a message or it's got a certain narrative attached to it, that will take about a 30 second advert would take a day to a day plus. So the time, it's, it's the, it, the answer about how easy is it to start editing videos absolutely perfect if you've got small files small clips quick videos quite informal done on your phone maybe done on maybe make a smaller app but when you want to really get involved with editing and getting the in the real kind of it really deep into the software and bigger productions if you want to do it as a profession it's 
it's a it's a longer process and it's it's a lot more time consuming if you will <laughs> and, and i suppose the, the the thing here is that if somebody there's a, there's a big gap between you know people doing stuff on youtube do, and, and that style is great where there is yeah, actually, yeah, there's, there's yeah. actually little there's little or no editing in some in some people's youtube channels i mean there's another side of it isn't there where people actually they create the fact they create the look that they have done this on the fly and there's hardly there's yeah, not much yeah. to it but the actual you know some of the some of the people that i follow on youtube their actual editing skills are actually really really high order they just make it look like it's you know, it's like anything if it, if it looks effortless it probably isn't yeah, you know, it's, it's, that, yeah it's that kind of notion well isn't it? being an editor you have to come to terms with the fact if you choose to do it as a profession not so much just doing it for fun or having a go or for your own informal stuff is that you have to come to terms with the fact that you are the most important and invisible person in the process <laughs> important and invisible if, yeah. you're you're if i wasn't if, if someone wasn't editing the film that you ask for or that you want to make you won't it'll just be a pile of footage that is raw which means it's near black and white and we add the color in it's it's about it's ridiculous in terms of storage what you can end up with i mean we've got a, a ridiculous amount of storage that we use that two it's years never, ago. It's never, it's never enough when you, no. when you when you buy when you buy 36 terabytes and you think wow wow we'll never <laughs> we'll never use this and then three and then i come along like oh, yeah, sorry yeah, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. but i mean but when, yeah i mean uh, uh, yes your job is to essentially be is to make the film as in to get the ingredients and cook it all together and make the film but then your job is also to not be noticed at all. Because if someone notices something in the edit, then it's wrong. Mm -hmm. So when you're watching a film, you if you go to a cinema or you watch it on Netflix, whatever it may be, you know the editor's done a good job when you don't pick up on what he's done, if that makes sense. I mean, we do on a technical respect, I'll be like, oh, I love what that editor did. But uh, for the layman or for just normal people, you never are meant to recognize what yeah. the editor's doing. Yeah. I mean, that's even when you watch stuff like reality shows and stuff, their job is to essentially create a story. It's to take people's conversations that they actually had and cut them together in such a way where you don't notice that they're different conversations. It's all about being totally invisible, but also creating something that people can enjoy. So it's a very, it's a bit of a 50-50 a in that respect that you're wanting to not, you don't want the client to pick up on the edit essentially because you want them to enjoy what they're seeing. If, if they're picking up on those small bits and bobs here and there, then you know as a team you've got to work together to navigate how can we do this differently. But you want people to just be immersed in what they're watching. So if they're distracted by something that's happening in your edit, maybe it's too long or things are dipping out or the audio is not right, it's so distracting and it's so jarring that they're not going to enjoy what you're doing. So you want to essentially build something that is seamlessly in the background running the film, if that makes sense. You're, you're, you're like a conductor in a, in, a <laughs> in a creative orchestra. Yeah, well, yeah, just with more hair and, you know, <laughs> younger, but the average conductor. But yeah, I think it's about being, it's about, well, it's about being, letting it be in the background but also tell the story as well. Right. So yeah. So so getting back to our original question, <laughs> it's it's easy. It's easy if you know how. Then is that that's always saying that's our, that's <laughs> no, our, that's, our, that's our takeaway from this, is it? But it's, what it is 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 that if you're a if you're a person who enjoys being very visual, enjoys the satisfying nature of seeing things come together, and enjoys. Um, 
a bit like maybe if you enjoy like puzzles or something it's a bit like that yeah. you, you enjoy that experience of starting with something and ending with something else it, it that is that process is really really fun and, and the more you get involved with it the more you practice it the more stuff the more mistakes you make as well along the way doing it you learn never to do that again and what you do and then you end up with your own style it's a bit like cooking or it's a bit like you know anything making any kind of project but essentially if you're just someone who wants to have a go at editing at home and sort of see if you can do it yourself absolutely there are so many tools out there that can help you if you're if you sort of are unsure about whether you need an editor's help or not you normally do because that's where it's good line. but no well that's that's if you're unsure you know for a fact that's where you need to bring that person in uh, because something that can take me 15 minutes to quickly put together would take maybe someone a eight hours and it's no there's no point slaving over something when you can get someone to just quickly do it it's like why would you plaster your own wall when someone else can do it for you amazingly well well, that's a a dark art (laughs) (laughs) well well, I'll just ask you but but yeah so I think it's as easy as you want it to be but there's no point suffering over something that someone else enjoys and can do really well so excellent hopefully that answered the question that's that's great That's, that's a good answer um yeah Excellent. And I have to have one of these off-the-wall questions to ask you at the end, don't I? Yeah. Um, I haven't got one because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm ill-prepared. Um, okay, well, this is not even off-the-wall. It's just actually a proper question. Okay. Um, can you tell people why they should be really careful what audio they add to their <laughs> to their videos? Um, because you can get into all sorts of um, oh, hot yeah. water, can't you? Audio is is a it's an interesting one because you can well i've had times where people have kept their microphones on and kept them on all day and then you know a bit like you you, you you know as an editor you're exposed to a lot of things you don't sometimes you go oh my gosh but um but audio wise as well royalty free tracks all the way i mean we've had times people have asked us can i use bohemian rhapsody by queen and yeah. you go oh, i think we had no. i think we had the daft punk one didn't yeah we? and they, the client then rang universal universal and they had the choice between no or like 20 million pounds or something ridiculous, yeah, ridiculous to use it so so i think with audio be very careful with how you use it make sure it sounds right make sure it it's nice it's not too loud not too quiet make sure you cut it down and whatnot like i'll probably do with these podcasts but um use music in a way that it's got a compliment yeah you you don't want raw death metal on a video about stair lifts or something you want to keep it quite so it has to be relevant so from from a commercial perspective it has to be a relevant thing doesn't it yeah yeah absolutely and i I love my favorite part about editing is when i get to make our show reels because most editors and filmmakers just cringe at the thought of having to make a showreel but I love it because it means I'm let loose on just doing what I want to do and I normally add powerful music and I I can do my own thing and I absolutely love it but yeah with music just make sure it's royalty free to not cost you your house or an absolute fortune Um, and and yeah just enjoy the process because I really enjoy it give it it a go give Give it a go go. give it a go and if not I'll do it for you (laughs) (laughs) that's a price (laughs) but uh, but yeah so that's it for today Um, 
never miss an episode every Tuesday by giving us a follow or a subscribe. Uh, find Howl Film on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn. We've got plenty more stuff to come. Uh, if you've got any questions that you want to ask us to answer, then please let us know. If you want to be on the show, to talk yeah, to us about something. Yeah, we'd love to get some people on the show. Yeah, yeah, let us know. Um, but that's it for today. Hope you enjoyed that. And yeah, we'll see you next week. See you next week.